This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, and away we go. Our number three of our radio program on this football Friday. It is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. Ryan Horvat from BetMGM tonight. Going to stop by 20 minutes from now. We'll do a little head-to-head NFL picks. Three games in the NFL this weekend. Three spreads. We got you covered. But first up, we do this uh, segment every Monday and Friday on the show. Onside, offside. Santa's got a few questions for me. I got a few answers for me. And Carlos with the K, my main man, Carlos Ortiz. Hit it! Zach's taking on the most polarizing issues in sports. Which side of the line of scrimmage will he end up on? Offside. Defense number 69. It's Onsides, Offsides with Zach Gelb on CBS Sports Radio. cooking today, Samter? All right, well, right now, nobody knows who's starting for either the Jags or the Browns in their key AFC matchup on Sunday. Jacksonville hopes Trevor Lawrence can go while the Browns are deciding between Joe Flacco and Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Onside, offside, the Jags need this win more than the Browns. Now, I did see some video today, and Trevor Lawrence is questionable for Sunday's game, but with a high ankle sprain, he is on the practice field, and he's dropping back. He's bouncing around, kind of throwing that football. Uh, so maybe he ends up playing this week. Uh, but to answer your question, I am going to go offside here when you say the Jags need this one more than the Browns because it's like, yes, the Jaguars, they have a one-game cushion right now because they have eight wins, and the teams behind them have seven wins inside the division. And after this weekend, the Colts may have eight, and the Texans may have eight. But... You get all even after this weekend, and then Trevor comes back fully healthy. You could still win that division. The Browns lose this game this weekend, especially after the Steelers losing. Like, you have some separation for that second spot in the AFC North, and you don't have an automatic spot in with the division because the Ravens are going to win the division. And the Browns lose this game. They go to 7-6. and Kind of feel the way that you do about the Steelers today where it's like, uh uh-oh, you have this great defense, but you got nothing on offense. And you're probably trending towards not making the playoffs. Uh, so when you ask me, the Jags need this win more than the Browns. I will go offside. Offside. Now the six and six Broncos take on the five and seven Chargers in LA on Sunday, with Denver just a half game back of the fl- final playoff spot. This is going to be a sloppy game. Like this is going to be a game. I feel good about saying that this is going to be a good game in terms of the final score will be close and competitive. But I do feel as if you're going to wa- walk away from this game kind of how 
a five-year-old may feel walking away from the dinner table after having to eat like asparagus and Brussels sprouts. Like there's going to be a fight. It's going to be ugly. There's going to be a lot of crying and they'll walk <laughs> away because they got like a good dessert at the end or something, but it's, it's not going to be a, a pretty scene is what I'm saying. Okay, that makes sense. A little bit of a food fight with a delicious dessert, so you walk away with a smile on your face, but you're like, man, that wasn't worth the squeeze. Like, like your your baby girl is what, turning one soon, right? One on Tuesday. But I feel like babies eat everything, right? Uh, yes and no. She's picky, but, like, you know, babies love what they love, and then, you know, mm-hmm. they'll just kind of put whatever they can in their mouth, and then if they really don't like it, they'll spit it but out. But she's not at, like, the age where she'll be like, bleep you, or, or something like that, when she doesn't like something, or like, shut up, which, like, a six- or seven-year-old may say... Or throw a temper tantrum if you try to serve them like Brussels sprouts or, or asparagus. Yeah, at this point, she doesn't like something. She says, mama, dad, dad, baba. Yeah. <laughs> and Samter goes, oh, cute kid. Whatever the kid says. Uh, now, Denver just snapped their five-game win streak with the loss last week against the Chargers. Or the Texans, I'm sorry. Well, the Chargers broke their three-game losing streak with a win. Now, onside, offside. You have more faith in the Broncos over the next two years than the Chargers. Now, I know a lot has to do with the Chargers' next head coach Mm -hmm. because it won't be Brandon Staley, we don't think, but just roster development and what this team is and what you think they can be. More faith in the Broncos moving forward than the Chargers. A lot of people in Denver, they don't like when I say this, but I do have more faith in the Chargers because I'm still trying to figure out can Sean and Russell Wilson together be great? They've displayed they can be good, and I still think that roster has a long ways to go where I love the secondary and the secondary pieces for the uh, Denver Broncos, but I still think they have a lot of development and they need to bring in new players to put around uh, Russell Wilson where the Chargers, I think it's as simple as you get a new competent coach in there and I think that will be an attractive job. Like Sean Payton wanted to go there and the Chargers just wouldn't want to get rid of Brandon Staley. He was on Fox all the time last year, praising the Chargers left and right. You don't need to put two and two together to kind of figure out where he wanted to go last year. Uh, but I love Herbert. I love the talent around Herbert on both sides of the ball. I really do believe everyone did not believe in Brandon Staley. They tried to put up that front publicly that they did. And this season, you're kind of seeing the players realize, eh, we're checking out because this coach just doesn't know what he's doing. So I will still go with the more talented roster. And that's the Chargers, even though the Broncos have the stability right now with the head coach of a uh, Sean Payton. So when you ask me, you have more faith in the Broncos over the the Chargers the next two years, I will say offside. Offside. Now the Rams head to Baltimore to face the AFC's number one seed in the Ravens, but Sean McVay's squad is riding a three-game win streak. The Rams have the second youngest roster in the NFL, which is surprising when I looked that up because you think of all the old heads that are there, despite the vets like, you know, Aaron Donald and Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup. And they really had no draft picks throughout the years. Yeah, but Remember when Les Snead said, F roster. those draft picks. Yeah, man. They have a young roster. My boy, Puka Nakua. Now he's your boy? He's my boy. We go way back, man. Me and Puka. Puka Nakua yeah, and Yeah, I remember Santa? we used to be on the slide together and, like, on the swing set. Yeah, yeah playing freeze tag in the yard. Your baby may take a Puka Nakua <laughs> here and there. And you got to change the diaper. But come on. Santa has gone from a Jet fan to a Chief fan to then also... Being boys of Puka Nakua. I could be a Chiefs fan and a Puka Nakua fan. I yeah. just like the name and I like his style. I, my, my father and uh, my dad's best friend, who I basically call uh, my uncle, uh, Uncle Neil, they they loved uh, Deuce Staley when he played for the Eagles. And uh, my, uh, my, my uncle, uh, Nate, uh, Neil, would always be like, I have to go drop a Deuce Staley. So that's where I kind of had the Puka Nakua reference as well. Uh, so onside, offside, 
the Rams still can build a championship quality roster around Matthew Stafford at quarterback. Playoff team, yes. Championship roster, no. Um, and that's why I go offside because I don't know how much longer Stafford's going to play with all these injuries. And Aaron Donald, right, even though he's embracing playing longer now, two years before that, one foot in, one foot out when it comes to retirement. I like Puka Nakua a lot. Um, and we'll see, like, I like Cooper Cup as well, but it's like, I don't know, the rest of the team, I, I think that team won a Super Bowl and now it's okay. Can you be sustainable moving forward? But I don't think it's going to get back to championship form. And also the coach, I know he's there now, but when is he going off to TV before he wants a, an easier lifestyle and then returning like six or seven years later? So when you say the Rams can still build a championship roster around Matthew Stafford, I will go offside. Offside. Now, despite the drama around Sean McDermott and his ridiculous comments from yeah. 2019, the Boo Bills... Boo Batman! Boo! Oh, he'll get booed. The Bills have a huge game in KC against the Chiefs. By the way, it's kind of tough for Sean McDermott now. How do you give a speech ever again to the team? Like, I, I know that this happened in 2019, and he's given a lot of speeches since then. But now, since everyone knows you're the guy that used 9-11 as a part of your speech and the terrorists in 9-11 and their communication skills. And that's how you tried to motivate your team. I almost feel as if you're banned from giving speeches ever again. I mean, that's tough to not give a speech ever again. Like you may need to get a speech coach. Like, you know, you have a hold me back coach for some of the crazy coaches. You may need to get a motivational coach. I, I don't want to go with that creep Jack Easterby who was like the, uh, the character coach in New England and then winds up running the uh, the Houston Texans. But you may need someone like that that is a motivational speaker. And McDermott just says, this is what I want to say. And then there's a checks and balances in case if he starts like going through other terrible moments in history that he wants to use his motivation to get his team fired up. And you have that person in the checks and balance world deliver the speech as well. That'd be my advice to Sean McDermott unsolicited. And listen, after five more weeks, it might not matter anyway with him in Buffalo. But I think knows? he's back. He should be fired, but they love him there because Ty Dunn is right. The Pagula family operates in fear of what the Bills used to be. And I know like since they took over, they've been very successful, but I think they are fine with just being good. And some people are fine with just being good and they're afraid to make the changes to, to try to become great in the NFL. Well, so the Bills, obviously, we know they're having a down year at 6-6, but their offense is fourth in the NFL in yards, fifth in points, while the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes are eighth and 11th in those same categories. So onside, offside, you have more faith in Josh Allen and the Bills' offense right now than Mahomes and the Chiefs' offense. You mean just for this Sunday? No, for this season. Right now, like, we're just Hmm. talking about for this season, Mahomes and the troubles they're having at wide receiver, and all the other smaller issues at running back and that the offense is not really clicking. Yeah. You have more faith in the Bills' offense than the Chiefs' offense. It's weird. I still could see the Chiefs being in the Super Bowl. I don't even think the Bills are going to make the playoffs. But when you talk about just the offense, yeah, I have more confidence on sides in the Bills' offense than Mahomes and the Chiefs' offense. I'm not saying Allen's better than Mahomes, but Allen is still a damn good quarterback. And now he's getting back Dawson Knox. He has Dalton Kincaid. We know he has Stephon Diggs, a top 5'10 receiver in the sport. You got Gabe Davis as well. And on Kansas City, you got Travis Kelsey. He's not even having his best season. But then, all right, Isaiah Pacheco's out this weekend. And then after that, it's like, I'm going to, 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 I'm going to. That's what it is with the Chiefs. 
So, yeah, I, I do trust the Bills' offense more than Mahomes and, and the Chiefs' offense right now on sides. Good question. I, I know. Uh, I wrote it. <laughs> the 7-5 Doesn't even See, that's typical Santa. Carlos, let me, let me just try something with you. Carlos, you're doing a great job today. Great question that you just asked me. What would your response be? Thanks. There we go. You know, I don't, I don't, I need to hyperextend my arm, you know, pat myself on the back. <laughs> I don't have to uh, pat myself on the back. He patted it for me. I'm we'll, just kind of, we'll know. give Sam a belly rub. Who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? I'm a very good boy. <laughs> I'm scratching my we'll head. We'll give you some of those uh, spicy nuts that are in the newsroom. Those are my spicy nuts. Those are my spicy nuts. <laughs> the seven and five Colts head to Cincy to take on the six and six Bengals and back with quarterback Jake Browning, who's coming off a 354 yard two touchdown day in their win over Jacksonville. Onside, offside, the Bengals can still make the playoffs with Jake Browning under center. Onsides, and here's why. I'm not saying Jake Browning is the guy or the dude, but you have a great receiver in Jamar Chase and other good receivers when healthy in T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. You have a team that has a lot of, you know, I haven't won a championship, but they know what it's like to play in the big games, conference championship games, and then also a Super Bowl. And you have maybe the most underrated part of that team, the defense, continuing to be a strength the last three years where, yeah, we all talk about Burrow and Chase, but that defense has been phenomenal the last two to three years under Luana Rumo. So in a year where, okay, you're six and six, you go get three to four more wins, you know, that puts you in the can possibility of if you can make the playoffs. Now, real quickly, let me just pull up the Bengals schedule here so we can look at the entirety of the schedule the uh, the rest of the way. They play the Colts this weekend, 50-50 game. Minnesota, 50-50 game. You know, they can beat Pittsburgh. Tough game against Kansas City, and then you play Cleveland. Like, there's not a game on the schedule outside of Kansas City because you, you don't have Burrow that they can't win. Like, they could win those. I'm not saying they're going to win all those games, but they could win Indianapolis, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, and also Cleveland. All right, we got a couple more, and the Steelers lost last night on Thursday Night Football. We touched on this briefly throughout the show. Mm-hmm. Whiteout George Pickens was seen, was seen pouting on the bench, getting pissed off in the end zone, and taking a playoff on a run that he was actually called out by Herb Street and Al Michaels. Now, onside, offside, the Steelers should bench Pickens until he changes his attitude. No, I wouldn't, because you have such a problem on offense, even though he is annoyed right now. And I don't know if his passion is even in the right place because it does seem like it's all about him, 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 him. Like, if this was just done in a loss, okay, I get it. But he has done this in a win as well, which bothered me um, a few weeks back, and, and we talked about this. But I wouldn't bench him because you need him. As much as it sucks, you need him because he's a heck of a player. You got to use him more, and your quarterbacks have been that bad. So, and, and let's be real, Mike Tomlin has also dealt with a lot worse. Uh, he dealt with Antonio Brown. I know Antonio Brown's a great player. Uh, Chase Claypool, you know, was also more of a pain than George Pickens as well. Um, and Tomlin usually finds a way to deal with that stuff. And eventually, you got to move on from a player and something like that. And then you get more of uh, the, the truth that does come out. So when you say the Steelers should bench Pickens until he changes his attitude, I would go offside. All right, last one. We talked about him as well. Shohei Otani. Expected to make his decision maybe today, maybe this weekend. And finalists include the Dodgers, Angels, Giants, Cubs, and Blue Jays, where apparently he's headed to visit today, Mm -hmm. maybe to sign a contract, maybe to have a final meeting. Who knows? The final deal is expected to be upwards of 6 
$100 million for the two-way, two-time MVP. You know, numbers could be closer to $500 million, but who knows? Yeah. It's going to be monstrous. Onside, offside, the Cubs would be the best choice for Shohei Otani. Did Carlos uh, write this question because he's a big Cubs fan? He did not. But, you know, we've been talking about the Dodgers and the West Coast and the Angels and the Giants for, like, you know, as long as he's been in the league for. Now, I kind of want something different. Send him somewhere else besides that West Coast. I want to see him in a different program. Now, in terms of him joining a, joining a historical franchise, absolutely. It'd be cool to see him in the outfield of uh, Wrigley Field and all that, even though he probably won't be throwing anywhere this year and it'll just be a DH and, and all that stuff. Um, and see him warming up and stuff like that and have catch in the outfield of, of Wrigley Field. But um, no, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be the best choice. Like, it pains me to say this, but the Dodgers would be. They're such a great team, and they're in on it with Shohei Otani. The Giants need a superstar as well, and they've been a good team the last few years up and down. I know they just got rid of their manager uh, in Gabe Kapler. And the Blue Jays, they have so many talented players, too. Like, that would, even though a lot of people, because we live in America, be like, oh, he's going to Toronto. Oh, my God. Why did he pick a team in America? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, the Blue Jays would be a phenomenal choice as well. So I think there's other options out there. I would go uh, offsides when you say the Cubs would be the best choice. Offsides. All righty, this is Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. we got some picks to get to next on a football Friday. Ryan Horvat from BetMGM tonight. He will join us as we will continue our picks competition. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All righty, we continue. This is Zach Gelb show on CBS Sports Radio. We will now bring on Ryan Horvat off the injured list out of uh, COVID protocol joining us back on the show after uh, being sick last week in his weekly spot. 
BetMGM uh, tonight via BetQL. Some people are saying Horvat wasn't actually sick. Uh, he just didn't want to show up and he didn't want to compete and he didn't want to do his job and go head to head with yours truly. Ryan Horvat, what's happening, my man? It was like uh, Lincoln Riley a couple weeks ago. Remember, he missed a couple days of practice yeah. when things were really going south for USC. No, man, um, this is like, I love my son. I have a 10 year old son and I love him to death, but. Unfortunately, you know, he goes to school with a bunch of other children. A lot of germs. Anytime he gets sick, I get sick. And this time it was the big C, which was fine. It was like three days. I had this bad head cold, but then I lost my voice. So Uh it was championship week, final college football show of the week, or or the season, I should say. Couldn't even do it. It was brutal, but it's good to be back. It's good to see your beautiful face, Zach. I got to admit, though, man, I'm a little depressed today. I'm a Chicago Cub fan, and I – I thought we actually, I'm a wee guy. I thought they had a shot at uh, Shohei Otani, and it looks like he's going to um, end up being a Toronto Blue Jay. So good for the fine folks out in Toronto. Good for the Blue Jay fans. But uh, life just not very fun. As yeah, so one quick thing before we get to our NFL picks, and we'll key up the music in just a second. From the betting side of things, like where has some of the most money been placed? Like what have been some of the real teams of interest just covering it from the gambling side that you see kind of behind the scenes that, that we're picking up steam before you find out today that he's flying to Toronto and and the Blue Jays uh, may actually be that destination. Yeah, the two top teams pretty much, you know, all offseason have been the Dodgers and then the Chicago Cubs. And then all of a sudden, here comes the Toronto Blue Jays. And what was really telling was this morning when the Blue Jays were the co-favorites, you know, as far as the betting odds to win the World Series. And I was like, all right, somebody has some information. Somebody knows something. So, you know, those were the three teams. Um, But, you know, everybody thought he was going to end up being a Dodger. You know, maybe the Cubs, maybe the San Francisco Giants. Neither the Giants, yeah. You know, just because they threw all that money at Aaron Judge uh, and missed out on Judge, I thought maybe they would make a similar deal, you know, a bigger deal for Otani. But, yeah, uh, I don't think a lot of people expected this. And then Seattle was the other team, you know, especially after All-Star Weekend when he said Mm -hmm. that he spent – two off seasons in Seattle. Obviously they're building a nice ball club there, but uh, yeah, I was actually shocked. I have some breaking news for you. I I have breaking news on Otani right now. Now consider the source. That's all I'm going to say. Consider the source and the person it's coming from because this person is wrong a lot. So John Morosi, not the person I'm talking about. He's saying the one that Otani's going to Toronto or he's flying there. Bob Nightingale is now reporting Shohei Otani is not, and not in all capital letters, in Toronto. Otani is not on a flight to Toronto. Otani is home in Southern California. So we got a reporter feud right now between John Morosi and Bob Nightingale. And if I could play some odds here, uh, Ryan Horvat right now, I, I put my money on John. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I'm i going to go with John as well. What we need is like Otani watch. We need a camera following him until he makes this decision. When's the last time, I mean, man, it's been a couple of years. As a Bulls fan, you know, I thought that um, you, you go back to that free agent period where it was Dwayne Wade, it was Chris, ba- Chris Bosh, and it was mm-hmm. LeBron James. Everybody was waiting to see, obviously. It was LeBron James, the decision. That's what Otani should have done here because baseball – I mean, I'm a big baseball fan, but they need to do a better job, obviously, marketing their players. That would have been a great idea. Yeah, you but you, you're wrong on this. Money. Here's why. I'm fine with the secrecy because let's be real. You know how the sports world works. As big of a star as Otani is, and I love Otani. It's really like the only reason why we talk baseball throughout the year on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah. Are we, Otani's going on a tour, and it's public. 
Is anyone really talking about that when you had the football season going on and you had all the conference championship games last weekend as well? I think this is us in the media, Horvat, where we're all like talking about what we want to have happen just for more content. And you get all these uh, curmudgeon baseball writers that have changed the way that you're thinking where they're like, oh, they're not giving me the story. Oh, I'm not able to report and use my sources. And they're all crying right now. That's what this is. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, we got so much going on, like you said. We got the college football playoff, people outraged about Florida State. The midseason tournament, Horvat. Come on, it's a major event. We care so much about it. Yeah, that's a sour subject. I bet the Bucks last night, and <laughs> it was looking good for a half. But uh, yeah, yeah, there's a lot going on right now. All righty, let's cue up the music. Give me my NFL music, please, and we will get to picks. No college, obviously, this week uh, with the conference championship games just ended, and we we're waiting. Uh, the bowl games. Let's start in the NFL. This is a spread that scares, uh, scares the crap out of me, but I'm not going to look too much in it. It makes no sense. Lions on the road, how they're only a three-point favorite up against the Bears. I know two weeks ago, these teams just played. I had the Lions in Survivor, and the Lions are down like 12 or two minutes to go or three minutes to go, and they pulled a rabbit out of the hat, and they won. Lions minus three. It's probably a sucker bet, but I'm a sucker when it comes to gambling. And that's why I lose more than I win. But I don't care. This is a three-point spread. I cannot trust the Chicago Bears. Uh, Give me the Lions laying the three. Oh, it is my lucky day because we're going head-to-head right away. This is where I was going to start. I'm going with the Bears. Now, I grabbed the Bears at three and a half, anything over a field goal. At three here, we could split. But I kind of want to see the Bears win this game outright. And I don't think that sounds too crazy right now. Like you said, they were up double digits just a couple weeks ago. Probably should have beat Detroit. In Detroit, now you have Jared Goff, who I love Jared Jared Goff in Detroit. We're all big Ben Johnson fans. But now you get Jared Goff on the road. You get Jared Goff in the conditions. You're going to have some wind, maybe some some rain, hopefully. The weather, it looked like we were going to be in the mid-30s, you know, with some wind. The weather's looking a little bit better right now, but it's still Jared Goff on the road. The Lions are going to want to run the ball. The problem is the Bears' run defense actually top 10, something that nobody's talking about. And then on the offensive side of the ball, you have Justin Fields playing for his job. You know, you have Matt Eberflus coaching for his job. I actually like Chicago at Soldier Field, maybe even to win this game outright, definitely plus three. So we'll go head-to-head here. All righty, I like it. Ryan Horvat with us from BetMGM tonight via BetQL. My next play, it's also probably another one where you look at it and you go, uh, this is too good to be true, and maybe I'll end up being wrong. Um, I know Zach Wilson's coming back for the Jets. That's not a real positive. Uh, the Texans right now are 7-5. and five. I know they just lost Tank Dell for the season, but you got C.J. Stroud, who is off to a historical start and is going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year, and he's playing some of the best rookie ball that we've ever seen from a quarterback. But more importantly, you got a defense now with the Texans that's starting to get good at the right time. Will Anderson Jr., who joined us earlier in the week, had a breakout performance with two sacks. Stingley had the two interceptions as well last week. Um, I will trust D'Amico Ryan, C.J. Stroud, and Will Anderson to get the job done up against Robert Sala, um, Zach Wilson, but a good Jets defense. It could be close. It could be sloppy. But uh, I like the Texans win by a touch. I only need them to win by four points. Give me the Texans laying the three and a half points. I'm with you. I, I like that one as well. And I kind of want the Jets to lose out. And I kind of want Robert Sala uh, in Green Bay as the defensive coordinator replacing Joe Barry. You know the relationship with him and Matt LaFleur. I'm just throwing that at the wall. Wait, now hold on. You're out of <laughs> your mind. Oh, what are you doing? Ayahuasca now all of a sudden? Aaron Rodgers 
controls if Robert Sala comes back or not. So let's yeah. just say Aaron Rodgers listens and hears everything, is now hearing you talk about Robert Sala be the defensive coordinator of the Green Bay Packers next year. Da -na, da -na 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 -na. Go, Pack, go. Aaron Rodgers just said, oh, no to that. Now you could lock it up. Robert Sala not going anywhere as the head coach of the Jets. He'll be back next season. Hey, I'm a Rodgers guy, but look what he's doing to that organization. Alan Lazard, a healthy scratch the last couple weeks. Randall Cobb hasn't done much. Bad Adrian GM. Amos hasn't done much. Billy Turner. Who knows? Maybe Nathaniel Hackett will take over as head coach. Ooh. All right, I'm going to go... I'm going to go with a chalky favorite here, okay? I'll go with the Baltimore Ravens. They're seven-and-a-half-point favorites. I don't love the number, but I love the matchup. And, again, we're going to have some weather, and we also get John Harbaugh off the bye here. 12-and-3 with Baltimore off the bye. Ravens, man, I like this Baltimore team a lot. The only problem is, so they lead the NFL in point differential the first three quarters of football games, and then they're outside the top 20 in the fourth quarter. They just have to get better closing games. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense because they have that run game. They have a really strong defense, but I like this matchup. You know, the Rams have won three straight, but look who they beat. A beat-up uh, Browns team. You know, they beat the Seahawks, and Geno got knocked out of that game. They beat the Cardinals. And now you have the Ravens and their defensive coordinator, Mike McDonald, uh, with 14 days to prepare for this offense. Probably going to play a little bit more man coverage. It's Stafford on the road. That offensive line, give me Baltimore, laying the seven and a half. Yeah, that's home. a savvy pick because I think a lot of people are going to look at that like uh, Seattle or Detroit uh, a few weeks back when they were going to Baltimore. And it's like, oh, you have a, a solid team in the Rams, you know, six yeah. and a half, seven and a half points. They're begging you to take uh, the, the Ravens plus the points. And it, it does kind of feel like the Rams are, are going to uh, lose that game by uh, 10 points. I, I like that play by Ryan Horvat. All right. And finally, I don't like betting against this man. And when I only need him to win by two points, I should probably pick him. But Isaiah Pacheco is now out. Drew Tranquil is now out. Byron Cook is now out. Donovan Smith is out as well. Everyone's slamming the, the bills this week, deservedly so. Coming off the loss, coming off the bye week. You have McDermott uh, and the dumb uh, quote about 9-11 going viral from 2019. Like, there's a lot of distractions for the bills. It doesn't make a lot of sense to pick the bills. But the Chiefs offense has not been good this year. We know the bills could put up points. Um, and a lot of people probably going to lay the point with the Chiefs at home. I like the Bills on the money line, but in this case of what we do, I will take Buffalo plus the one point, but they'll win the game outright. All right, since I took a chalky favorite, now I have to take the ugliest of all ugly dogs this weekend, and I'm going to have to go with the New York Giants. Uh, I wanted a seven. It's at six and a half going against Green Bay here, so it's going to be one of the two primetime Monday night games. Uh, I hate the two back-to-back -back games, the doubleheader, I should say. Uh, so... I want to call it a standalone game for the Giants. This is pretty much their Super Bowl, right? Like the goal for the Giants should be lose out and get your quarterback of the future because it's not Daniel Jones. But Tommy DeVito right now is playing with house money. Brian Dable, Mike Kafka. You know, we saw this matchup last year with Aaron Rodgers. It was a London game, October 9th, and the Giants won that game outright because Brian Dable actually outcoached Matt LaFleur. I think the Packers win this game, but, you know, the look-ahead line was two and a half. Now we're out to six and a half, and I know Green Bay's looked good the last couple weeks, but now we're asking them to win by margin, win by a full touchdown on the road. I'm actually going to take the points with the Giants. I mean, what else do they have to play for the rest of the season after this game when it's prime time and everybody's going to watch? So I'll take the points there with New York, six and a half. So you're all in on the Tommy Cutlets. That's what you're telling oh, I love me. Him. 
Oh, yeah. He's, he's one of the best stories in the NFL right now. All righty. Here are the picks this week. Horvat's taking the Giants plus six and a half. The Ravens laying seven and a half. And the Bears plus three. Yours truly goes with the Lions laying three. The Texans laying three and a half. And the Bills winning the game outright at plus one. Uh, one more thing I'll ask you. Just a quick question here. Because you like sloppy, ugly games like you just described with the Giants and the Packers. Yeah. What about the Panthers and the Saints this week? The Saints are a six-point favorite. We have no clue what the status of Derek Carr is going to be. Uh, do you plus the points with the Panthers this week and just think this will be somehow a, a three-point game, even though the spread is uh, Saints uh, minus six points? All right, so the Panthers right now are on my good side because they actually covered the number. But they are – it was not comfortable. And they are not – it's not fun betting on the Panthers. No. It's not only that they struggled to score points, get on the board, but they struggled to cross the 50-yard line, like to get into the red zone. So – it's ugly, but I would only bet Carolina in this spot. Right now, I'm just not impressed with the Saints. I actually think it might be an upgrade if Carr can't go in this game. He hasn't been very good this season. You know, the defense is fine. I like Chris Olave, but they've been a huge letdown. I mean, they were huge favorites. Minus 165, minus 175, I believe, to win the NFC South. Now they have the third best odds, which is crazy to see. Um, you know, By the way, I like what you just did there. David Carr earlier this week was saying, oh, Jalen Hurts should be benched for Marcus Mariota. So you go after Carr's brother, and we know the Carr family is very sensitive, and you're like, oh, play Jameis Winston over Derek Carr. I like that. That's a savvy move by you. I just, you know, like, I love a good hot take. I thought that one was a little bit too hot, right? Jalen's not playing perfect football right now, but he's yeah. clearly the better option than Marcus Mariota in the year 2023, Zach. But, uh, yeah, man, I mean, I just – Carr hasn't looked very good this season. Um, in fact, it's like it, he's like the king of the stat padding in the fourth quarter, the Dinkin and Duncan. Yeah, he's man, over. The Saints, they've been a huge letdown, man. But Carolina, not a good football team. But I would take the points with them. Anything over four and a half, I do like the Panthers. He is Ryan Horvat from BetMGM tonight via BetQL. I may have to send you some bubble wrap or get you a hazmat suit because I can't have you keep on getting sick, all right? I promise that's the last time. No, well, we won't have Horvat next week. That's for sure. He's definitely getting sick. He's playing a crazy game there. There he is, Ryan Horvat from BetMGM tonight. Uh, make sure you listen to him each and every day via BetQL. Alrighty, we'll wrap up shop next. Update time first. Here he is, the Ackman, Rich Ackerman. We'll get to our Ask the Pros question in just a second. It is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Let's go to Michael in Ohio. Next up on CBS Sports Radio. Mike, my main man, what's happening? What's going on, Zach? How are you? No, I'm doing sensational. So what, you're annoyed at me? What's going on here? No, first off, uh, I want to congratulate you. That was a great win in the horseshoe. Mm. Uh, you guys made the plays when you needed to make the plays. You didn't drop interceptions. You did what you had to do. First win in the horseshoe since, I think, 2000. That was a great, a great win for them, but... Why are you so annoyed with the N crossing out? We've been doing that forever. Yeah, but like when you lose three straight and Michigan has, you know, two out of those three years dominated you. And uh, this year it being so personal with it being on the line and then you you lose again. I don't know. I kind of think it's like minor league. I kind of think it's a uh, weak sauce. I hear uh, Bush league. I hear you. But I mean, from 2012 to 2019, we beat Michigan eight times sure. in a row. We still did it. Yeah. And then in 2020, when Michigan didn't want to come to the horseshoe to play Justin Fields, DJ Stroud, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, Jack Smith, and mm-hmm. Jimba, yeah, it probably would have been nine in a row. But I don't know. Like, 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 put it this I, way. You know what? In what? 2016, 
our governor, John Kasich, the uh, the week of Michigan, mm-hmm. he crossed out all the M's on his, he's the governor. But now we're following what politicians do? Come on. Yeah, what are we doing, Mike? Now, Zach. <laughs> he's just sucking up to get your vote. We know what he was doing back in the day. That's a, whenever politicians interject themselves in sports, it, it always uh, goes the wrong way. Like, there was a, a politician – um, I, he was either, I forget, I forget what his title was, Menino, uh, in Boston. And, and he would all, mayor, mayor of Boston, he would always get it wrong all the time. He would like call Vince Wolfork, uh, like Vince Wolfspoon or something like that. The best was when he said that Veritech kicked the game winning field goal for the Patriots. Yeah, or he would call oh, Gronk, yeah, yeah, yeah. he would call Gronk honk. Gonk. Uh, yeah. He, he, ne- he never got it right. So come on. But now, I'm telling you, this, you're guys. down and out. You are upset. You are wounded from what Michigan has done to your program once again. All I'm saying is maybe if you start showing a little bit more respect and not just calling them that team up north and not crossing out the great M, uh, you guys would have uh, some good karma come your way in the football world. Saying, but let me get your uh, let me get your opinion on this. What are you going to say if Cam Ward transfers to Ohio State and Marvin Harrison comes back and Emeka Abuka comes back? Oh, come on. We have the number Mike, one player in the are, are you sniffing glue? Are you sniffing glue again? Marvin Harrison Jr. ain't coming back. You don't think so? No. Zero percent chance. He's the best. Uh, he. I love Marvin Harrison Jr. I do, too. He may be the best player in this draft. He, he is. is definitely, though, the best non-quarterback oh, in this sure. draft. And And you know what? I'm a fair man. See, like, unlike you... Who it's just Buckeye this, Buckeye that, Gelb's an idiot, Gelb's uh, you know, just slamming no, the Buckeyes. You're, you're smart. You're a very smart guy. I, I, I'm That's teasing why I call with you. Watch. I, I'm, I'm teasing with you. But I, I predicted the other day in a tweet that has gone viral that Cam Ward is going to the Ohio State Buckeyes. I think that's yep. a, I think that would be a good move for, for Ryan Day, and we'll see how he'll uh, uh put up good stats with the quarterback and, and still won't be able to beat Michigan. <laughs> like well, what he did with CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud had forty something touchdowns twice. And he couldn't beat Michigan. That's on the coach. That's on crying day. You're exactly right. <laughs> All righty, Michael. You're exactly right. Well, I'll see you in the horseshoe this year because we have cell phone cell phone reception in Columbus. You think I'm going there? Oh, you're not going to come down there? I, I don't there. know. Maybe. Potentially. I, I wouldn't right. rule it out. But uh, I, I can't ticket. commit that far I'll in buy advance. buy your ticket. You can sit with me. Oh, that would be fun. That would be fun. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. I, I got free tickets this year, but... uh. Um, you know, I would definitely be down to uh, potentially make a trip, but I have not got to uh, Thanksgiving weekend yet of next year. You know, maybe you want to call back into the summer and get me to commit to that. That could be a possibility, but good job. I like Mike. Uh, Mike does a very good job whenever he calls this show and interacts on the YouTube chat. Uh, it's time to answer Ask the Pros question of the day brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. We have a question from Pat Boyle's father. Now, not actually Pat Boyle's biological father, but just the Twitter account, Pat Boyle's father. What the heck were the Patriots thinking last night? I have never been so annoyed off a win. Hashtag ask the pros. Yeah, think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Uh, he's right. What were the Patriots thinking? I wanted to tank. Tank, 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 and more tank. Because I wanted the best draft pick possible. Um, but with that being said, it always goes to my point. We may say owners are trying to tank, but players aren't. And Belichick is still, as much as people want to dance on his grave this uh, season, capable of winning any game in the NFL through his defense. And the Steelers had no offense, and they got a little jolt from Bailey Zappi. And away you go. Uh, the Patriots won the game last night, but I was not 
a fan of that victory, even though I am a Patriot fan. And it's also like Samter, you've probably been in this position before because you used to root for the Jets where the team has been so uh, lethargic and, and so putrid and you know losing is better. But naturally, as a fan, like you watch the game, you still see your team during those 60 minutes. You forget about the tanking. But last night, those were weird emotions because, oh, wow, the Patriots offense is finally doing something. And you know that it's going to end up hurting you in the long run because you want the best uh, draft position possible. Yeah, I find that in fantasy sports also. Sometimes I find myself rooting for my team or against my team when I want them to tank and or win. Yeah. Because, like, I have the other guy, you know, Gronk is going against the Jets. Yeah, it's tough. But, listen, at the end of the day, you want what's best for your favorite team. And if what's best for your favorite team is to lose and get a top two draft pick, that's not rooting against your team. You're just rooting for a different type of result. So I'm okay with it. And it's tough when you get caught up in the moment and you see your team scoring 21 points when you and I thought the score would be 9-3, or at least Mm -hmm. I thought the score would be 9-3 yesterday. Yeah. But, you know, you find yourself in moments of weakness and you you, you, uh, give up on it. Now, I'm not a great gambler, but you know what I should start doing? Anytime Santos says, no way, like, are you crazy? Are you stupid? We should just go the other way. Because yesterday when I was like 14 to 3 and everyone in America was saying, oh, under, 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 30 and a half, under, 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 under. I've done gambling enough. I have been able to gamble long enough in my life where I should have known that was the easiest over ever. Like that was definitely going to be an over. And the craziest thing is, I mean, Vegas is always three steps ahead of us, yeah. right? So when they put the over under at 30 and we're like, the Patriots haven't scored more than... 10 points. They haven't given up more than 10 points in three straight games. Plus, they're going against Trubisky. Plus, that Steelers defense. There's no way either of these teams are going to score points. What we saw last night was shocking. Yeah. Shocking to me. And they got all these suckers like me to do parlays up under and anytime defensive touchdown for the Steelers. Lock of the century. We're all going to be rich at almost plus 2,000. Wrong on both. And I thought of those two things, the more likely scenario was going to be the under as opposed to the anytime Steelers touchdown. Yeah. I'll be honest. <laughs> All righty. It is Zach Gelb show on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, I will be at the Heisman Trophy presentation tomorrow. So if you want to follow along on social media at Zach Gelb, I'll get you some behind the scenes content. Can you interview somebody to make sure you're in the next documentary as well? Oh, like what I did with Manti Teo when yeah, he was absolutely. talking to me about his uh, girlfriend that never uh, actually uh, died or existed. Uh, yeah, uh, potentially. Uh, but the four finalists are Michael Penix Jr., Bo Nix, Jaden Daniels, and the Marvin Harrison Jr. We all know Marvin Harrison Jr., as long as he health, is healthy, he's going to be a stud in the NFL. Um, I do not think Bo Nix is going to be a good pro quarterback. I think Michael Penix Jr. can be serviceable, but the guy that I think is not getting enough love is Jaden Daniels. Like Jaden Daniels probably going to win the Heisman Trophy tomorrow. He's the odds-on favorite. Uh, what he did from a passing standpoint is sensational. But then he also had 1,100 rushing yards. And in this age of wanting to have mobility at your quarterback position, plus he does have a lot of experience going back to when he was at Arizona State as well. Jaden Daniels is someone that we've been caught up in Caleb Williams and Drake May. And it's been Caleb Williams and Drake May. Caleb Williams and Drake May. Who's the best quarterback in the country? I, I agree with Kirk Herbstreit earlier today. Did talk about how on the Pat McAfee show, how uh, Jaden Daniels may be the most slept on prospect and could be the biggest deal of the draft. And as like a Patriot fan, I kind of looked at it as, yeah, if you get Caleb Williams, the number one overall pick, you know, you're going to take him. That's what you're going to do. But maybe you bring back Belichick, you take Marvin Harrison Jr. at two or three. And then with that early second round pick, maybe Jaden Daniels is still there or you use that to move back up into like the 20 
or uh, in the back end of the first round, and you get Jaden Daniels as well. Uh, so something I thought of. But I think Jaden Daniels is going to be a really good pro and uh, excited to attend the Heisman Trophy for another year uh, coming up tomorrow. So uh, have a great weekend, everybody. Um, appreciate you listening all throughout the week. I'll be on Ion Football on Sunday for eight hours. Carlos Ortiz will be joining me as well on uh, Ion Football as he does each and every week, producing the extravaganza starting at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. And then we'll be back on Monday to recap all the craziness from the Heisman Trophy, Army-Navy. Uh, good luck to both those uh, fine institutions. And then also... Uh, we will be back recapping another week in the National Football League with two Monday Night Football games. Talk to you at 3 p.m. Eastern Noon Pacific on Monday. Everybody, we out. Bye-bye. Have a good weekend. Peace. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.